This is a Federal News Network podcast. Customer experience from government agencies has a long way to go. That's the principal finding in the latest survey by Forrester Research. It found CX has improved slightly, but it still lags behind the best of the private sector. For more, we turn to Forrester Vice President and Principal Analyst Rick Parrish. Rick, good to have you back. Thanks. Good to be here. Just review for us how you determine these scores each year, and then we'll get into some of the details. Sure. These results come from what we call our Customer Experience Index, or CX Index. And it's a survey of tens of thousands of customers of organizations in both government and the private sector, uh, nearly 300 organizations, actually, from around the country and, in fact, several other countries around the world. And what we do is we ask them a battery of questions about the experiences that they have with uh, organizations that they deal with. And we use that to, uh, among other things, determine a top-line score of between zero and uh, 100, which measures not only the quality of the customer experience, but the degree to which that customer experience helps in the case of government organizations, helps government organizations achieve their own mission success through the quality of the customer experience. And what did you find this year with respect to the government on average between that zero and 100? What we found was among the 15 U.S. federal agencies and programs that we study, we found an average score of 61.1 out of 100, which is up by 1.4 points from 2019. So 2019, the average was 59.7 out of 100. This year, it's 61.1. So plenty of headroom still to go there, but positive movement you know, in a good direction. And so I'm, I'm happy about that. And the range of agencies is actually much wider. Who did the best among the federal agencies? Once again, the National Park Service scored highest in federal space. That's a score of 77.2 out of 100. And they were one of the five agencies that did improve year over year. So National Park Service at the top. And once again, USAjobs.gov at the bottom of the federal rankings, indeed the bottom of the entire U.S. Customer Experience Index overall, with a score of 46.9. Now, is it significant that the Park Service is really a bundle of experiences? They do have online reservations for their facilities, lots of other online resources. But of course, it's a tactile, real-world place that you visit and encounter parking lots, gift shops, ranger stations, visitor centers, all of those places. And so the customer mm-hmm. experience is really both online and in person whereas USA Jobs is just a terrible website. (laughs) Well, it's mostly significant insofar as the National Park Service is really great at integrating those multiple experiences across not just itself, but a complex ecosystem of vendors and contractors and subcontractors. Of course, many of the interactions that people have in a national park experience aren't even with actual National Park Service employees. Oftentimes, you know, if you go into a gift shop, there's a local contractor there. If you stay in a hotel or eat in a restaurant, that's going to be a different contractor, to say nothing of the various associated .orgs and things like that. And so this actually just makes it all the more impressive that the National Park Service is able to stay at the top of the federal rankings because this is a complex ecosystem of organizations and, as you say, touch points and channels that form the National Park Service experience. 
it's one of those things that you know you don't notice until it breaks but it tends to work quite smoothly and so there's actually a lot that the private sector could learn from the relatively smooth way that the national park service is able to incorporate all of that stuff versus say usa jobs at the bottom as you say it is just a website that has plenty of room for improvement but of course the thing is that people who go to usa jobs want to have just as good an experience there as they do when they visit a national park and so it's a relatively simpler ecosystem of interactions with usajobs.gov, but they are having to wrangle a lot of stuff across a lot of federal agencies. So behind the scenes, there's a lot that goes on there, too, that they've got to herd those cats behind the scenes in order to make that website work. So it's very different from the National Park Service, but I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's radically easier, but certainly as we see the experience with usajobs.gov, you know, is weaker than the one at National Park Service. We're speaking with Rick Parrish. He's vice president and principal analyst at Forrester Research. And you mentioned the average federal score of 61.1 out of 100. How does that compare with the private sector? So the federal average is 10.7 points behind the private sector average. So federal average of 61.1, 10.7 points behind the private sector. And the top brands in the private sector, really at the top of the whole CX index, are brands like uh, USAA, the financial services provider there, Navy Federal Credit Union, uh, Zappos, Lexus, Barnes & Noble. Companies like that are up at the top end, well above the National Park Service at the top of the federal average. The ultimate high score this year is USAA's credit card business with a score of 83.9. So uh, when you consider that that's out of 100, though, still some room to improve there. The implication here is that serious management attention is required, as we talked about, say, the orchestration required by the USA Jobs to get everything working within this website, which is a portal to many, many services, versus the Park Service, which is also a kind of a conglomeration of many, many elements. It sounds like attention to the final effect is really what's important here and not so much how much you have to juggle. Yes, that's really the key here is that the government needs more outside-in thinking, customer-centric thinking. That's what leads to a better customer experience when you really focus on operating and planning and managing and prioritizing from the outside-in because ultimately the goal here is to create a better customer experience. And you can't do that if you're focused on traditional internal operational stuff. But of course, the potential problem, even with outside and thinking in government, is that in a lot of places in government, even where we do see improvements, we still see a real struggle between the feds who really, they really get it. They really understand what it takes to improve the customer experience versus those feds who think they get it but really just think that if you throw more resources at the problem, that's what's going to do it. This isn't about volume of resources. This isn't about number of projects. This is about focusing on the stuff that matters um, and ignoring the stuff that doesn't. And so I like to think of it as kind of a work smarter, not harder kind of scenario. It does take management attention, but it takes management attention on the right things, not on doing more things. And also, to some extent, it requires the right technology base to support things like digital services. I'm thinking of the IRS, which ranks pretty well down there. They have a very old technology base that they're trying to modernize. And one of the reasons they want to modernize it is because they know they need to improve their customer experience, which includes the ability of one operator speaking to one taxpayer to be able to see the entire picture for that taxpayer, which they often cannot do now. 
Absolutely. There are some very customer-focused people at IRS, but they're trying to pull along a very aged technology infrastructure, as you say, with a very complex, very inertia-ridden ecosystem. I mean, that's very difficult. That's why this is the work of years and years. There are no quick fixes here, even on the technology front. But yeah, technology is an essential key here behind the scenes, as you say, for things like systems that make sure that employees can understand the taxpayer's history or a history of contact or tax paying history, et cetera. Even things as simple as what was the reason for their previous call? Is this, you know, is this the same problem or a new problem? Very simple information like that that is very common to have in the private sector. Government organizations find this very difficult to, to gather and to retain because they tend not to have the technologies available to do it. Of course, technology also plays a role on the front end, the uh, interaction layer, if you will, with customers interacting with federal agencies. And of course, especially these days, digital is more and more the thing. The trick here is that when federal agencies tend to design digital channels for customers to use, they tend to take a, a very traditional approach to digital design, which doesn't actually take into account the quality of the customer experience. Now, there are places where this is not true. There are some quite good government digital experiences, but by and large, their approach to digital interactions with customers tends to be a very traditional one that doesn't really focus on improving the quality of the experience. All right. So there's homework then. Plenty. Rick Parrish is Vice President and Principal Analyst at Forrester Research. Thanks so much. Good to be with you. We'll post this interview along with a link to his blog at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, Confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.